0: Hi, this is Mackenzie. Hey, this is Owen. Don't forget to like our show and subscribe.
1: This podcast is brought to you by the Love and Kindness Project Foundation. What is one thing that you could do to think, speak, or act kindly today? Go to loveandkindnessproject.org to learn more. Before we begin this podcast, if you or someone you know is in crisis or needs emotional support, there are tools that can help. So get yourself a pen and paper or open a note-taking app on your phone or computer. Feel free to pause this episode while you get yourself ready. The episode starts at 1 minute and 6 seconds. You can call Talk Suicide Canada at 1-833-456-4566. You can text 45645, which is coming in the fall of 2023. In Canada, you can also call 988, the kids' help phone at 1-800-668-6868. The Trans Lifeline in Canada is 1-877-330-6366, and in the United States, 1-877-565-8860, or call 911. You are not alone, and you do not have to be alone. I would like to honor and recognize the traditional and unceded territories of the Keitsi, Kwantlen, and Semiamu nations on whose territory I live, work, and play. Welcome to We Are the ADHD Family Podcast. This podcast is meant to chronicle our journey with ADHD, autism, and other discoveries along the way. I reach out to advocates, experts, individuals, and other families that want to raise their voices and empower those on their journey. My name is Mark Smeets, and I am passionate about removing barriers for others through creating connections and building on strengths and practical problem solving. I am married to Siobhan, a parent of two wonderful kids, and all of us have ADHD. I want you to feel like you have power and hope. And now, into the episode. If there's one thing I really like, is when the washing machine is just finished washing and the clothes are all ready to be put into the dryer. The next load was ready to go. I open the door and realize the washing machine's empty. I thought I put the clothes in. Nope, not this time, Mark, not this time. Welcome to a new episode of We Are the ADHD Family Podcast and the advocate I can't say it, Advocators. I'm not going to edit it out either. I just had an awesome conversation with a friend of mine, uh, Karen Ross, and that's who this episode is about today. Karen and I have been friends for a number of years and uh, our families are relatively close. And we're going to get to a lot of the Conversation focuses around kindness. And there are things that she and I both have not talked about very much. You know, our family's involvement in in World War II. And that completely seems random, but completely appropriate for ADHD. (laughs) But you'll see why we're talking about this stuff. But I wanted to record a little preamble in the beginning here because we go over a couple terms that I just want to clarify very quickly. So one of the terms that we talk about uh, is lean, and that's L-E-A-N, not L-E-I-N, but lean is a process improvement methodology that it basically focuses on reducing the waste in a process, or you're stripping away the non-value-added activities that are possibly taking away from the value that you're trying to bring to something, And I know in other podcasts, I've talked about um, the act of advocating as a process and being aware of what those things are. So when you look at a process, maybe the simplest thing that you can do, and maybe look at something that you're currently frustrated in where you're advocating in a school is ask yourself or ask the teacher, you know, what's the process to get, you know, insert goal here and strip away what those things are that are directly adding value and identify what you have to do but shouldn't really have to do it, and then what's completely not adding any value to this. And I think if you look at advocacy from that point of view, then you begin to separate the, the person who you're talking to, the teacher, from the process that they're going to be trapped in, and Karen and I go on about that. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. It was a really fun conversation. My guest today on the podcast is my friend Karen Ross, and dare I say, mentor as well. Um, and yes, we're only doing the audio though. So. Okay. Okay. So I'm making
0: uh, a heart hand symbol.
1: <laughs> now, now you know why she's my mentor. When um, <laughs> when I, when, I st- when so when I started this when I started the podcast and the idea for it, I really wanted to have. Kindness be front and center in everything that I was doing in terms of uh, any message I was putting out there. And if I look at my past work background and everything, that was always that that was a big piece of just who I am and why why am I denying the wanting to be kind to somebody you know that I work with them or something like that. So I I told Karen just recently um, that I wanted to have uh you know the kindness thing more front and center. Uh and that's why uh you hear in the beginning of all the episodes of, you know, how it's sponsored by Love and Kindness uh Project Foundation because it's it's that important to me. Um and I know it's important to her. And this is why I think the the two of us have have gotten to know each other so well over the past couple of years. And she has been a mentor to me and a good friend and a good friend to my wife and us as a family. So um, thank you for being just awesome. And uh, yeah, so there you go. Um, I Now, I know all about you, but a lot of people won't know a lot about you. So maybe a little brief overview um, would help. And yeah,
0: let's go for that. All right. That sounds super cool. First of all, I'm going to say thank you for your kind words and thank you for your friendship and Siobhan also for her friendship and all the great work she does as our Western Canada Country Director for Love and Kindness Project Foundation. And uh, although people uh, will just be hearing the audio, you can see that I am wearing this Beautiful Pride Kindness button that uh, she designed for the foundation. And Mark, I am sure you will put the link a bit where people can order their kindness buttons at the end.
1: Oh, yes. Um, Yes.
0: The show, cool. And so just a little bit about me. I am uh, proudly Canadian, and I'm also American. And I live in uh, the Chicagoland area, though I grew up in Canada, Ottawa, and Toronto. And so i lived 30 years in Canada and 30 years in the United States, and as well as being the founder and president of the Love and Kindness Project Foundation, which is a global uh, 501c3 registered public charity spreading kindness person-to-person around the world by helping people think, speak, and act more kindly. I also own my own business, and I help leaders and organizations um Create better, more effective, efficient, and kinder ways to work. so that's a little bit about me
1: and she's also an author of several books that we're probably going to be talking about just a bit. Um, so what I wanted to do is dive into, and I have no specific questions by the way, um, but I, I know where I'm, I'm I'm kind of letting my brain wander a little bit this morning the um I'm very curious to know the. The Karen, before you got into the process improvement side of things, actually, that's a good thing to bring up um, how we got to know each other. So, years ago, when my father in law was in the hospital and eventually he passed away, um, after that point, uh, I fell into process improvement by fluke. And Karen was probably one of the first people I found on LinkedIn. And so it, it, one of the first people I found LinkedIn uh, that I could actually identify with, because seeing how you would talk about um, you know the not only a process but the kindness aspect of it, and that's what I was trying to do in the job that I was in at the time, was very important for myself. And at some point, I reached out just probably to ask a question, and I know we we sort of struck up a conversation, and things kept going for going on for the longest of times. Little did I know how kind that the process improvement uh people that we know i mean like yeah. the I cannot believe how kind this community actually it really is uh and I have not seen anything like this ever um and it's very i i it's very cool if you're If you're not doing, if you're not improving, if you're not, if, if you, if you think process improvement is about cold analytics, no, you're, you're wrong. It's not, it's not that at all. You always start, you have to start with the person. You have to look at those relationships. It's, it's so, so critical. Um, but that's how we got to, that's kind of our, our origins when you, so (laughs) were you always like this? as a kid before you got into the process side of things?
0: Okay, so that's a super, that's a super interesting question. And something really uh, very interesting happened a little while ago, so that I'm able to actually answer this question in a very different way. So a little while ago, I posted uh, a post on LinkedIn, I post you know, quite often, and it was something about process improvement and really the people side of it and kind leadership. And someone commented on my post, and they asked if I was the Karen Ross who grew up in Ottawa, in Nepean. And when I looked at the name of the who commented, I was super excited because it was somebody that I was looking for for a really, really long time. My childhood best friend. No way. From kindergarten to like probably third or fourth grade until she'd moved away. And wow. she has a very common name, especially I would say in Canada, wow. like a very common Canadian kind of name. And I'd been searching in a variety of ways on Facebook and a And I hadn't been successful in finding the person. And then all of a sudden, here she is commenting on my post. And so I reached out and we got on FaceTime and we got to see each other. And I asked her, how did you know it was like me? Like, what made you think this post was me? She said, because you were talking about kindness. And when we were children, the thing I remember about you Is how kind you were, and that was so interesting to me because that was somebody else's reflection, and probably you know looking back on yourself and you're growing up, you don't necessarily like think about okay, was I kind? Was I this? Was I that? Right? It's it's maybe not part of your ideas about how you think about yourself as a child, but it was somebody else's words. I can tell you, growing up, I was always super passionate about making sure that everybody was included and that everybody mm-hmm. had a voice so when i was in grade school we i guess there must have been an election going on in canada and we did some kind of mock election and i created a party and even though i was actually growing up the kid who was you know not always fit in and kind of ostracized and but everybody joined the party until one person in class that nobody liked said that they wanted to join. And so mm-hmm. I said, everybody can be included. And all of the other kids laughed because they said they didn't want to do something with this person. And I said, that will be your choice. So that is one thing I can remember as a child, that that inclusion and making sure that everybody was welcome is, is something that I remember about myself as a child.
1: How- Uh, is there something specific from being that young? Is that something that just, I guess, came natural? Or do you think that was something that was taught?
0: I'm going to say, I think that it's a combination of, combination of both. It actually now, you know, having my own children who are, you know, adults now, (laughs) 30, almost 32 and almost 28. It's really interesting because I can see that mix of, nature and nurture so yeah. i think that it was probably a combination of both both things i think my my parents who you know oftentimes weren't the kindest to me but were very interested in social justice at the time and making sure that you know they had a wide you know range of kind of friend uh you know groups I probably got some of that from that. I grew up in a fairly Orthodox Jewish household, and there's a lot of focus on um, social justice and doing kindness in the world now Mm. in uh, Jewish religion. And I think it's also probably just my own personality. You know, the thing I also remember being a child, I was pretty cheerful. I was pretty, you know, the kind of personality I have now is probably, it's a, a combination of both. These yeah. are super good questions. Nobody asked me this kind of question before on a podcast. So it's <laughs> making me think I love that. This is like
1: we were saying before, it's, it's those evolutionary things that it's the evolutionary conversations I love to have of where people start off and how you end up. And then what are the steps that you take to get there? Um, cause I know I've always been curious and, um, I mean, you know, we're kind of it's it's I, I had a hard time trying to come up with, you know, what were all the things to sort of ask you about, but I really haven't asked you about much of that before. So I was super curious and I'm really glad that you shared that. And it makes like from obviously not knowing you back from when you were that age, it I can see the I can see that going on. Um and there's something in there that I know I identify with as a as a definitely as a kid where you want to see everybody included. Um, but I, to me, I didn't have, I probably didn't have, I, I was probably too young to sit there and have all the tools that I would now to be able to do that. Because I don't, I never, I've never liked exclusion. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've never liked exclusion. I've always wanted to see people included, people happy. And it's the little things, the little Not cat, uh, catty is maybe the wrong word, but the superfluous, catty, um, thin social things that get in the way of that stuff that just grind me. So it's like, no, we're going to be kind to each other.
0: (laughs) Here is the 20 second kindness break.
1: Here is a tip for thinking kindly. If you think it's not kind or if it feels wrong, pause yourself. And
0: don't say it. Hi, this is Siobhan from the Love and Kindness Project Foundation. Check out loveandkindnessproject.org and find other ways to carry out kind acts or start a kindness project of your own. Yeah. Well, one, of the things, one of the things that's super interesting to me, and I've reflected on quite a bit as well, is that growing up, you know, I was... I was bullied a lot in school. I didn't look the way other people look. People can't see me, but I have dark hair and olive-colored skin, and I grew up in a pretty homogenous area. I was one of, you know, my sister as well, one of the only couple of Jewish kids in a school in which everybody was, uh, you know, some kind of uh, Church of England or, you know, more uh, Christian background. And... In in grade school, in middle school, in high school, you know, I just, I liked art. I didn't, you know, I was just super different. And I was treated unkindly in many ways. I can remember walking home from school and being beat up on the way home from school. And I think in in those situations that there's the possibility, of course, to end up unkind yourself. Because that's that, and to turn anger inwards on oneself and say, I don't want to be this way. And then really interestingly, after I left high school, I went to York University and I did a undergraduate uh, and master's degree in fine arts and A really strange thing happened. All the things that made me unpopular and bullied that I, you know, thought for myself, looked different. All of those things that made me the brunt of people's anger and bullying. When I went to university, people were like, oh, my goodness. You're so cool. Yeah. You know, you know, and I had this really unusual but like totally the opposite, right? And I was super popular and it was just a whole other experience. And I I experienced life in a very different way. And I think all of those things put together made me realize is that I was the same me. And I had a different experience based on how people reacted. And I didn't become unkind and mean to others. What became important to me was to really understand how to, how to help others be kind, because I'd already walked a mile in my own no. shoes, in the shoes of the person who had been hurt and bullied, right? And now, how could I teach those other people how to, how to be kind, right? I don't believe people are innately kind. I believe they learn unkindness or kindness from the way they're treated by others, and especially their leaders, people in, in positions of power.
1: Yeah, I I know, I know, and I think I've talked with you about this before. I know I've talked with Siobhan about it, but um, for me, I am, I know I am the way that I am because the, uh, how do I phrase this? I am the opposite of what I sort of saw and experienced growing up. I did feel excluded. I did feel that. And sort of, as I mentioned earlier, is wanting to, you know, bring people together and and hear voices and hear those things. Um, It just takes, I think it just takes time to find, uh, I think it takes time to find that resolve in you to find the form, that identity that this is who you or I are. Um, and then go from there. Because I think about—I mean, I was bullied as well, but I I just think about the—you know—the reasons of why you or I were were bullied are obviously exclusive to you and I, and and anybody else listening for that matter. But there, there's a moment in there where you're having that identity come through, and that. Some people I think make a conscious choice. Um I don't know how the other side of it goes, but you know, you the the fact that when you got into um into uh into university, like going for your fine arts, you were that person. You knew you were that person. Yep. And that was that was it. There was no question. And quite honestly, it sounds like you were that person a long, long time before even that happened. So it, which I just thought is, I, I just think is really just a, I think it's cool. And it's, and it's interesting because, I mean, you know, the podcast is about, I mean, it's, it's our family's journey with all this stuff. And, and I think a lot of kids that are, whether they're autistic, ADHD, Down syndrome, they get made, you know, they get made fun of because they quote unquote look different or what have you. And, you, no one can take, uh, to me at least, I, I don't know, like no one can take away your identity. You are who you are and don't apologize for it. Um,
0: exactly. It, and the thing nah. is, you're supposed to be who you are. And I think, and, and this actually brings me to a point that I think is really important about kindness. Kindness is a choice, kindness is about action, and kindness is human behavior right so as at whatever circumstance we come from whatever background whatever that we we all have choices to make in life and actually i always say kindness is a practice that takes practice because in many circumstances we have to choose to be kind so a uh, short story which i think it was really impactful for me and really, I think, illustrates this. So my uh, husband also comes from a, a Jewish family and his uh, grandfather came to the United States, actually, and then immigrated to Canada. He had been a traveling salesman. He was originally from Poland and he traveled all around and he actually saw Hitler speaking and he understood the shape of things to come. And he wanted to immigrate, yeah. he was, and, and so he actually got the paperwork, and he sent it to a relative in the United States who wouldn't sponsor him for whatever reasons. Yeah. So he was carrying this paperwork, and he was in a bar in somewhere in Germany one night, and an American businessman. Did a random act of kindness and signed his paperwork and sponsored grandpa to come to United States. Wow. And so then, of course, he had my father-in-law who's turning 80 this weekend. And they had two kids and a variety of other children, and I got married and have my own children. Right.
1: Did did they did they did those did they keep in touch?
0: No. No. So, grandpa never saw that person again. The rest of grandpa's family were sent to the concentration camps. And uh, he had one sister who was extremely well educated, which, you know, at that time was not so common for women, but she'd gone to university and she was sent to the concentration camps. And I don't know if you know this, but when people who were in the concentration camps traveled to different cities, they would look up in the phone book for names of people that they'd known in the camps to try to, if they, to try to find their relatives. So one day we got a call from someone who had been in the concentration camp with grandpa's mother and father and sisters. And that person said that all of the rest of grandpa's family had been killed except this one sister. And she'd survived. Until the day of liberation, and as she was running towards the entrance of the camp, as the camp was being liberated, a Nazi soldier shot her in the back and killed her. So, a random act of kindness brought my husband's grandfather safely here a random act of unkindness, a choice, not a random act, a choice, right? And the person who signed grandpa's paperwork made a choice. And in everything, we have a choice. In situations that are unbelievably difficult, in situations that are easy, we can choose to practice kindness, right? To use our empathy, To put ourselves in someone else's shoes and understand how they might be feeling from their perspective, and then our compassion to want to do something to alleviate their suffering, and then to take an action to do Mm. something which will create a positive outcome for that person. This is a practice, it is not easy to do. No, but we have to practice, right? And kindness is a choice. And the more we practice, we show other people how to do it. And we help give them strength in their practice. It's a lot easier, I'm gonna tell you, to be unkind, to lose your temper, to show to, to do all of well, those.
1: I mean, isn't there isn't the oh gosh, I can't remember how many muscles it is that takes to smile, but doesn't isn't it something like it takes I don't know, like it takes like ten muscles to frown, but four muscles to smile or something like that? I know the number's wrong, but similar similar kind of thing
0: exactly so how do we we help people make the choice to become kind and many people think about doing something kind and oftentimes that takes us out of our comfort zone right can you imagine (laughs) this person sitting in a bar in germany must have been out of their comfort zone signing something for a A person that they didn't know. That person could have come to the states and, right? You know, I mean. So, uh,
1: what what I find interesting about that very very interesting is for anybody that doesn't know, I'm my family's Dutch. Um, My oma and opa fought. Actually, I don't even know if you know this stuff yet. Um, The my oma and opa uh, fought the Dutch resistance. that's how they met because Opa got injured and Oma was, um, Oma was a nurse. So she was rescuing people as the Nazis tried to pick them off in um, Holland. Anyways, my, my mom's parents escaped in a, gosh, what was it? She's told me a bunch of times before, um, uh, escaped in a rail car, I think it was, um, as well. So I grew, like growing up you know, probably very much like you, Um, you know, I sort of, my dad's will, my dad will say he grew up in the shadow of World War II. I, I feel like I definitely grew up in the shadow of World War II as well. Um, The, what I find very interesting about that story, and I'm, for some reason, it doesn't shock me. And I know, and and I think I know why. The, uh, there's, when you, when you're when you're in a place like that, people—I mean, Holland's generally a friendly place. Germany's generally a friendly place. Not, you know, that—that's not—that's not really an issue. Um, the knowing people knowing each other, though, it, there are just some things that I have found in my life where you have—what's uh, it called? You just—they just show up randomly out of the blue. And or someone will purposely, and I know my dad's told me stories like this. Somebody who he used to be friends with back maybe when he played hockey has now contacted him 50 years later. Mm-hmm. It, it's a very common, it, it feels like it's a very common European thing to do. And um it, the the phone book thing that you had mentioned to me, uh, I had heard that before, but mm-hmm. again, it feels like that's almost just part and parcel of the way europe sort of was and i think it's kind of i i think part of it has to do with the fact that it's so borderless over there um you know i mean you can you you just going from germany to holland is crossing the street (laughs) Mm -hmm. going from holland to belgium is crossing the street (laughs) it's 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 funny how how that works out i hope you're enjoying the episode with karen ross so far In the next episode, we're going to go over how an act of kindness started her first book writing experience, being intentional when we practice kindness, plus kindness isn't hard work. It's just a different kind of work. Look for that episode next week. Thank you for listening to our show. If you're hearing this message, you've reached the end of the episode, and for that, I want to say thank you. I hope you have enjoyed what you've heard and are walking away with newfound knowledge. We are the ADHD family. See change. See you soon for a new found knowledge. I have three things to ask of you. Number one. If you have any comments, questions, or guest ideas, please leave a comment on the Facebook page. Number two. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It helps people find us. And number three. If you want to be a guest on the show or know someone who would make a great guest, contact me through our Facebook page this podcast is open to everyone. You don't need to be an expert, just passionate and want to see change. The opinions expressed by the host and guest are not associated with any employer or organization unless otherwise stated.